following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. Most people refer to this as retirement today. Co-host pastor and evangelist Aaron David Thomas is a bivocational pastor and a marketing manager hewn from the tough streets of Philadelphia. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good afternoon, WWM listeners. Oh, listen to that, Rick. You got it great. We got us a bell. How is everyone doing? Taming that tongue, which we talked about last week. Uh, we hope you aren't mopping up messes, you know, that you made, <laughs> which is likely. Uh, but when messes do happen due to storms and floods, ERS, Electronic Restoration Services, can be there to help you restore your electronic equipment. Those caused by your tongue, typically in relationships, will be your own responsibility. Aaron, we're getting very close to Thanksgiving now. Are you? How are you doing with uh, maintaining a, a grateful attitude? You know, you, you mentioned to me last week that Michelle has a reminder for us when we find ourselves sitting around complaining more than we express thankfulness. Mm, you're right. That's a good one. First, let me say good evening. Good evening. Uh, welcome back, WWM listeners. Thank you for tuning in. And Dave, I always like to say, give my shout out and love to you, man. It's good to see you. It's good to be here chopping it up about all these various topics that plague us men, especially when it comes to looking at things through this biblical lens. And you're right, my honey, she did. She kind of caught me off guard to really think about that. You know, are we thankful? We spend time being uh, complaining, uh, murmuring, looking at the bad and, and, and not the good, you know. And it's crazy because as we're going to get into today, uh, uh, being thankful changes everything, you know. So um, True that. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where you take us. And uh, so let's jump into it, my man. All right. Well, throughout the ages, some of the greatest thinkers in the world have extolled the value of giving thanks. So this isn't a new concept. Seneca said, nothing is more honorable than a grateful heart. And in a more sentimental tone, Jean-Baptiste Massieu wrote, gratitude is the memory of the heart. So here we are. November 2021, two years into a global pandemic, having lost friends and loved ones too soon, bickering about vaccine mandates, border crises, and supply chain issues driving record inflation. That's usually how the topics go today. <laughs> a big question many of us may be wrestling with might be, why give thanks? There comes a time when we realize that being thankful to God is a soul-satisfying experience. It's so great a realization that the thought alone gives us the best reason each year and hopefully each day for evaluating and cherishing everything for which we should be grateful. The act alone puts a stamp of approval on the idea that just to be alive is a great and wonderful thing, just life itself. And having had to put one of our dogs down uh, just on Monday, uh, we understand that. 
you know, the pets, too. Uh, we always outlive them, and <clears throat> it's always tough when we have to say goodbye to them, but it makes you appreciate life as a gift. Nothing is taken more for granted than the good things that exist in our everyday lives. We often overlook commonplace experiences and occurrences, no matter how wonderful they are, as we go about our day-to-day activities. Just the great weather we've had uh, here recently in the fall in Texas. But there is a tremendous benefit in paying attention to the good that exists everywhere, all around us. First, we need to heighten our awareness by taking time to look for and acknowledge what's right and good. And next, when we express gratitude for these things, great and small, we set in motion a chain reaction that brings more good things to come. So, Aaron, does the Bible support this mindset? Oh, boy, does it, man. Uh, but before I get in that, I, I was going to mention that in, in the opening, and uh, I know it had to be hard uh, losing your pet, right? But you get to think about uh, and be thankful for all the many years of joy that your pet brought to you and to the family and the family pictures and, and those things, a, a life well lived. I mean, it wasn't a puppy. You had many year, many good years, right? You know? Yeah, so 15 is about a hundred years yeah. old in oh. dog years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and you get to reflect and be thankful of the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, death uh, for all of us is one of those sad things, but the Bible um, tells us um, that thankfulness, it, 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 there's a theme that runs through the Bible about being thankful. You know, in First Thessalonians uh, 5, uh, 16 through 18, it says, Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Man, did you catch that, David? It said, Give thanks in all circumstances, not for the death of you. I'm not thankful for the death, but in the death, I'm thankful because I have these memories, right? In, in, in loss, in hurt, in circumstances. I, I, I can be thankful knowing that I have a God that sits high and looks low, that's watching over me. Am I going out? Am I coming in? That's mindful of me and mindful of my needs, you know? Thankfulness should be a way of life for us, uh, naturally flowing, th- uh, flowing from our hearts and minds. Because of the relationship, the greatest relationship uh, that we're um, able to enter into, and that's one with Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Psalms 30 gives, it says, give uh, praise to God for his deliverance. David writes, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Now, the funny thing about that psalm when you hear it, it covers a multitude of life experiences, right? David is praising God and being thankful because even in the bad and the good, God is ever present in it all. And it's just one of those things where you where you go, man, the Bible definitely supports a, a thankful, a being thankful mindset. And like you started out talking about what my honey said, I tried that the next day. I was thankful. I was Working on being thankful for everything I could think of. I started out with sight, smell, taste, touch, a sound mind, being able to go to the bathroom under my own control, right? Being able to put my left foot in front of my right, being able to reach down and put on my shoes. Things that we take for granted every day. The Bible says be thankful because we know, we know that we know there are people 
that can't do what we do, that don't have what we have, right? And, and yet all we're focused on is, I can't say all of us, but most of us in our general day are focused on more. what's not <laughs> more. more, more, yeah, this isn't right, that's not right. And, and um, you're right. Psalms 91 gives us a, a host of reasons to be thankful toward the Lord. The Bible's filled. Man, when, when, when I was going over our notes, you know, because we kind of prepped to see what we're going to talk about. And when I was searching scripture, preparing myself for this, I couldn't believe how many verses uh, talk about being thankful to God, the reasons that we can be thankful for God. Because uh, the one of the main things in Psalm is that his love uh, endures forever. He is good and his mercy is everlasting. God's mercy and grace. That alone is something to be thankful for throughout the day because in that is his love. In that is his provision. In that is his protection. Not that we deserve it, right? But because he first loved us, you know, one of the uh, greatest benefits of coming to know the Lord, uh, that God in Jesus Christ, is that you find a whole lot more reasons to be thankful. That relationship truly changes your perspective and attitude. It gives you that attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving, man, you know, and, and it's something that we want people to invest in. The reason we're having this show. The reason that me and you sit around and talk about these things is that people can look through life through the Bible. It's because we've gotten through, gotten away from the biblical perspective of life from the creator that we start looking at it through the lens of the world and other people. And it's it's not as good. It's gloomy. It's dark. Right. But when you when you start thinking about it through the way God has planned it and the eternal life that God has planned, the abundant life uh, that's to come, you can't help but be thankful. Right. I, I, in fact, you know, on our last show, you used that acrostic for Bible, like the basic instruction book for believers living on earth. And I, I think that's just terrific because that is really how we should be using it, you know, as our instruction book. But, you know, like you mentioned, uh, our, our senses, you know, if you tend to overlook the small, seemingly insignificant things in life, you are missing a wonderful opportunity to experience the fullness of life. It is these little things that mean so much in times of crisis. How thankful we should all be for our senses and not take them for granted. You know, so cl- close your eyes and imagine, you know, you're at home in the kitchen. You walk into the house, you know, and you smell like pumpkin bread baking mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, man, when you walk into your home and it smells good, it's nice. You know, man, and you're just like home, man. This is it. I'm comfortable. This is my sanctuary. You know, you butter a piece of that and it <laughs> melts all in there and you taste that first warm bite soon after it's taken out of the oven. It just kind of melts in your mouth. And you're just like. Oh, what a wonderful feeling it is. We shouldn't take – you should revel in those small experiences. Take a walk and appreciate the cooler temperatures of fall on your skin and on your face. Be grateful for the changing seasons in nature. You know, Kim has a collection of uh, bird feeders just outside her home office window where we marvel at the beauty of these red house wrens that are there every day, bluebirds and iridescent hummingbirds. And take a moment to consider the tiny hummingbird – and its ability to maneuver in a three-dimensional space so swiftly and precisely. I don't – how can he figure out, you know, where he is in three dimensions and just stop right there and stay right there? And then they buzz each other, and they're just amazing to, to watch. And they're tiny little birds, so they have to have tiny little brains. So somehow that's just, like, programmed into them. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I, I believe every human loves to be awestruck, you know, whether it's uh, the northern lights or – whale watching or you you name it and i've enjoyed so much of it you know out of nature so you know to me watching hummingbirds 
gives me that feeling of total awe because of its uh, tiny scale and fragile frame. So we have a set of pipe wind chimes out on our back patio also where I love to sit and just listen to the gentle random song, you know, played by the wind. You know, the notes, they resonate and reverberate for so long, one note at a time. You know, I might be sitting out there reading my Bible and drinking a hot tea early in the morning, watching the sun bake off the dew on the roof of my neighbor's house, you know, because it's wet and you just watch it kind of slowly come down and you just take time to experience life. It's good and it's... It sounds like you're thankful for God's creation and all that he has surrounded you with. Well, that is a fact, my brother. So all these experiences, you know, I just described are available within and around my home and cost me next to nothing. So, Aaron, isn't there a passage about uh, the lilies in the field that reinforce this way of living? Amen. Well, I, I was thinking when, you, when, when I heard that question, uh, read that, that you're going to ask that, I was thinking about the lilies of the field in Matthew chapter 6 where— um, and why are you anxious concerning Raymond? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these, right? They're taken care of, you know, and, and this verse and those that uh, surround it in the Bible talk about God taking care of us and adorning us with his love, his mercy, his grace, his goodness, with uh, all the things that I mentioned before, right? We should be thankful because God is worthy of our thanksgiving, and we have so much around us to be thankful for. And what you just described was being thankful for things that, one, you're, you didn't create, the wind chimes. Yes, somebody mm-hmm. created it, but the wind was a gift by God, and you just hang it, and you get to hear that music. You get to see God's creation in those hummingbirds, and I know you're a man of nature, and you, you You've been out there. And and the funny thing is the Bible says that nature itself speaks of the majesty and the glory of God. And you're thankful for it. Right. Yes. And it doesn't cost the thing. And we we take for granted all that we have this morning when I got up for work. (laughs) It's funny. I go in my closet and I'm trying to figure out what shirt to put on. I already decided on slacks. They're usually black because black goes with everything. You know, you look fellas, thinner too. Yeah, right, black yeah. jeans or khaki. You're you're covered. You can throw any shirt on and, and you're covered. But I was thankful because I know what we're going to talk about. And I was looking and I go, man, just the choices that God has given me through my through my job. I have company shirts and then I have Michelle will tell you way too many other choices in my I've car. seen your wardrobe. You've got a big wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Well, yeah, that's that thing. And I'm thankful, right? God's given us all something uh, to be thankful about. When we, when we are thankful, our focus moves off of selfish desires and off of a depressing outlook of current uh, circumstances. You know, when, when we show uh, a, a continual mode, a thought process of thankfulness, it not only helps us remember uh, that God is good and God is in control, it reminds us that we could be worse off. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. When, when, when you're thankful, just I think about my life, Dave, and, um, you know, I've had it rough and I've had it not so rough, uh, some because of my own doing, some because the others, and I, and I pull up to my home, you know, and, and I just look at my house. Right. And and I know that I didn't do that, that God did that, you know, and I shared in the previous shows about the mindset and how God has grown my mind to be able to see his glory, to see his beauty, his provision like the lilies of the field. Mm-hmm. And he's done so much more for me. Uh, uh, he's adorned me with so much more than I could ever have done for myself. Right. And so I, I'm thankful. Right. 
it, it, it's a humbling thing. God's track record alone is enough to keep us thankful. When you read that book and you read about uh, people that were in loss and how God uh, added and gave them gain, people that were in bondage and how he set them free, you and me, people that were sick and he healed, people that were blind and he gave sight, right? He's a giving God. He's a thankful God. He's a mindful God, right? It's something to be thankful about like this. People have no hope because they're not hoping in the right thing. So when you don't have hope, it it takes away your thankfulness, right? Right? You become uh, 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 depressed. You be, you have a glim and bleak outlook on life. But when you, when you have something that reminds you of everything good and that there's more to come, right? He said, Jesus said, I've come that you may have an abundant life. He didn't say abundant things, but an abundant life. And if you go back to what he told Joshua, he said, Hey, if you meditate on me, on this book, my commandments, my laws, he goes, it will be good for you. Uh, you will succeed. And I will prosper you. You think about that. Man, if I get up and meditate just on God, his word says, his promises, and God ain't never lied. Because if he does, we're going to have a whole different conversation. Right. Right. So it's just more to be thankful about, man. That's just the way I look at it. Well, you know, so have you ever been on the receiving end of someone else's kindness, you know, to you, uh, and you were grateful for it, but then got so busy with the demands of life that you neglected to express your appreciation. I think all of us have been in the situation, you know, thank you notes are almost a thing of the past. You know, it's like I'll send them a text and then you forget to do that. (laughs) Uh, Time slipped away. You never made the call or wrote that note. And so the kindness shown you went unrewarded with a simple thank you. If you're like most people, this has probably happened to you on occasion. You know, the old adage, never put off till tomorrow what you can do today is good advice when it comes to expressing thanks. And it's guaranteed to build your inner strength. Fortunately, I'm married to a woman who was raised on the importance of thank you note protocol. And her mother lives with us now and (laughs) continues to model this polite and proper behavior. You know, we underestimate the power and the lasting value that writing a simple note, you know, a thank you note can have. I have one here and I, you know, I've, I've got it. I, I don't think I can read it because I might, I might cry if I did, but I took, Aww. I took my mother-in-law to the Astros, you know, this consummate Astros fan watches every game. And we took her to this uh, American league championship series playoff game. And, you know, she wrote this just lovely note. And the thing about a thank you note is, you know, I have a, I have a little file that I keep where I throw these into and you can reread them again and again and again for years. And every time you do, it's like the gift is given over fresh and new again. And you have that same feeling of like, hey, you know, I'm affirmed on something good that I did, which makes you want to go out and do something good for someone else again. Amen. So, you know, I, I in fact, I call that like my affirmation file, you know, where I can go back and reread them. You know, it's truly a treasure and, and the power of words to build us up. To build a person up, you know, as we discussed last week, it's so it's that that the power of the tongue, the power of words, you know. So now, now consider a time when you did something special for someone and did not receive a thank you note at all, and it's far too common these days. You know, think about how it made you feel, and perhaps even the sting in your memory that it's difficult to let go of. You know, you really went out of your way and you did something for someone, and you're kind of like waiting to. Uh, you know, be affirmed, and then it just never comes. You know, it's like an echo that never comes back to you. Uh, it makes you want to withhold in the future from that person, and that's just how we are as people, you know, and that's not a good thing. So, so here's a good rule for showing appreciation. You know, 
Do it now. Do it while your sense of gratitude is fresh and strong. If you put it off, it becomes all too easy to forget. If you feel a flash of thankfulness, act on it before the impulse dies away. So Aaron, when Jesus healed the ten lepers, only one came back to thank him. And the Lord commented a bit sadly on this frailty of human nature. Are there other illustrations in the Bible that you can uh, share with us regarding, you know, giving thanks? Well, you know, I, I can say this, Dave, um, that ingratitude is a sin with very severe uh, repercussions. If you check out the book of Romans, chapter 1, eight, verses 18 through 32, it gives a very detailed description, not only of people, but of society. You know, our lack of uh Thankfulness is societal, right? We see so many people that are unappreciative, unthankful, um, ungracious, right? It's just, it's just crazy. You know, every kind of rebellion is unthank is unthankfulness. In verse twenty-one of the scriptures, I was telling you, it says, "All they they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him." Right? This tells us that God takes gratefulness and thankfulness. Seriously, and as long as a person or a people or a culture remains thankful to God, uh, they'll retain a sensitivity to his presence in their life. But when you're unthankful, there might be an absence of God in your life that you might want to check yourself about, work on, right? Thankfulness toward God requires a belief, though, in God at the very least, right? A lot of people struggle with if you listen to this show and you don't know God and you struggle with it, it's because you haven't take, taken time to, to be with him. When we refuse to be thankful or to express gratitude, we become hard-hearted and proud. We take God for granted, but we have an opportunity to come know him. You know, in this day, uh, with everyone having a, a phone and based off what you're saying, having a phone and the ability to just send a personal text message, right? You know, I'm not from that car generation, but I did learn that for work from someone in old school. So I I was introduced to that concept. But even in our day society, you can always show gratitude for what somebody's done through a quick text or a phone call. Everybody has a phone in their hand. Hey, I didn't write the note, but I'm calling you to say thank you. Right. Well, perhaps things haven't been going well for you lately. You know, why give thanks, you may speculate, when you've had so many problems? Your troubles may be great, but you may not be over them yet. But through your sorrow and tears, give thanks even for those very tears, because it is through painful circumstances that souls grow. Whatever life brings you, thanks can be given for it. And as you offer thanks, the next bend in the road may lead you on to a better and brighter future. Considering the the, the following short story, you know, in 1978, just at a seminary in Richmond, Henry Smith, the musician, went back to his home as a church layperson, and he suffered from this degenerative eye disease, which eventually destroyed his vision. So he lost his sight. Yet his love for God remained strong. He says, I remember being extremely thankful. One Sunday, his pastor quoted from 2 Corinthians saying that Christ, though he was rich, became poor for our sake, that we might become rich in him. And he decided to write a song about it. That song is Give Thanks. And here's the words to that song. You know, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. And now... Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us, give thanks. So if a guy who's lost his vision can write this beautiful hymn and give thanks for it, you know, let's just remember Thanksgiving is this week 
and let's all be thankful, but let's be thankful year-round. Amen. Yeah, let's just continue to give thanks in all things. Remember, it'll change your perspective, it'll change your outlook, and it'll change your day. Thank you for tuning in to Wrestling with the Inner Man. Contact us at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. AM 1070, The Answer, Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage and Pastor Aaron Thomas. We believe the winners in this ring courageously follow God's word. Love and protect God's woman. Excel at God's work. Batters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David and Pastor Aaron at Wrestling with the Inner Man at gmail.com. That's Wrestling with the Inner Man at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.